It is Saturday, July 6th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. scranton Wilkesbury came away with a doubleheader split of the Rochester Red Wings yesterday, and in some breaths, you would hear that and think, tough night, you'd like to pick up a couple of games on a team that trails you in the division, but wait till you hear how they escaped with a win in Game 2. Game one was fairly standard Rochester with runs in the first, third, fifth, and sixth of a seven-inning ball game. So they opened up a 4 nothing lead with all the runs coming home off of Chance Adams. Scranton Wilkesbury scored twice in the bottom of the sixth inning. Real Riders did not bring the tying run up, though, in the seventh. They went 1-2-3 against Ryan Eads, and Rochester walked away with a 4-2 victory in the opener. Then the nightcap. It seemed pretty standard fare through the first six innings. Starting pitcher Brody Kerner went six frames, having allowed one run, and the game was tied at one going into the seventh and final inning. Rochester scored twice in the top of the seventh inning off of Scranton Wilkesbury, and then the fun began. Zach Zayner, strikeout, began the seventh inning with the Rail Riders trailing 3 1, but Billy Burns then singled. Ryan LaVarnway came to bat as a potential tying run. Burns leads, three balls and two strikes. He holds the pitch, a swing and a line drive, hook down the left field line, foul, fair, inside the chalk. This one hits, and Billy Burns being waved all the way around. The throw comes loose to the infield as Ryan LaVarnway has himself a double. You could hear it in the call where the initial thought was that the ball was foul. Just about everybody for Rochester thought the ball was foul. Replay seemed to show that the ball was Pretty wide of the chalk. The consensus, not the call of the home plate on Brian Adderton. And so Scranton Wilkesbury took the double, took the break, and they came back to within a run at that point. 3 2 the score, and Wendell Riho's spot in the order came up in the nine hole. The Rail Riders dipped into their bench, and they brought in a pinch hitter. It was Kyle Higashioka. Here's the pitch home to Higashioka. Swing and a missile to left center field on a rope. This one hits the gap, and it one hops off the wall. LaVarnway rounds third, he scores, the game's tied, and he got Shioka the winning run at second here in the seventh. After all that, the game was tied, and the Rail Riders, they had a couple of cracks at walking the game off right then and there in the bottom of the seventh, but a ground out and a strikeout pushed the game into the eighth. In the top of the eighth inning, the Rochester offense came alive, and they scored three times. So it was a 6-3 deficit facing scranton Wilkesbury going to the bottom of the eighth. They had the pace of play runner Tyro Estrada standing at second base. After a hard single to left field by Ryan McBroom put runners at the corners, it brought up Bravik Valera. Here's the pitch to Bravik. Swing and a line drive punched into right field for a base hit. McBroom slipped at first, so he can't go first to third. A run comes home. He stops at second. Rail Riders in business. They trail 6-4 as Tyro Estrada touches home plate. So the tying run was aboard with nobody out. As Trey Ambergy, a guy with 14 home runs, strode to the plate representing the potential walk-off run in the batter's box. The 1-1 pitch, breaking ball, swinging a bouncing ball up the middle, off the glove of the shortstop and into left field. McCroom rounds third, comes to the plate. The throw goes to third. Valera's in there safely. Still nobody out. Runners at the corners. It's a one-run game. Job well done by Trey Ambergy. With that, the Rail Riders really had the crowd going. A crowd of 8,025 fans at PNC Field stuck around through a doubleheader, wanted postgame fireworks. Well, they were getting some earlier fireworks in the bottom of the eighth inning. That knocked 
the pitcher Ian Kroll from the ball game, as suddenly the winning run was aboard with nobody out. The tying run stood at third base still in Bravik Valera, and the next batter up against the new arm Jake Reed was Zach Zaner. The pitch by Reed. Swing and a ground ball up the middle base hit. Valera scores. Ambergie stutters at second. Turns for third. Here comes the throw by Wade. Not in time. Ambergie's to third. He's the winning run. This game's tied at six in the bottom of the eight. So the game was tied, and the Rail Riders still had runners at the corners with nobody out. Rochester opted to intentionally walk Billy Burns to load the bases, setting up a force play at the plate. But that wouldn't be necessary. Good speed at third and Trey Ambergie, and a good bat back into the lineup just a couple of days off the disabled list. It's Ryan LaVarnway. It's a pristine Friday night here in Music. The Rail Riders want a perfect ending to cap a split of tonight's doubleheader. A ball, two strikes. The pitch home to LaVarnway. Swing and a jam flare into left field. Wade charges over, makes the catch, sets his feet, fires home. Here comes Ambergie. He scores. Rail Riders walk it off on a sack fly from Ryan LaVarnway. Four runs in the bottom of the eighth make the Rail Riders a 7-6 winner. An incredible comeback, not just once in the seventh, but twice here in the bottom of the eighth. Scranton Wilkesbury with their eighth walk-off win of the season, and Ryan Lavardway with the walk-off for the second time this year. Back on April 15th against Lehigh Valley, he had a walk-off single after a similar situation in which intentional walks loaded the bases that day. Lavardway, his second run batted into the game. The Rail Riders score twice in the seventh to force extras, and they score four times in the bottom of the eighth inning to walk off with a 7-6 victory over Rochester, splitting Friday night's doubleheader. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down and chat with one of the new members of the scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders and a guy who frankly looks pretty good. Ben Heller is coming back from Tommy John surgery, and the big right-hander seems to be in good spirits. He went two innings on Wednesday night, Two hits, no walks, a couple of strikeouts on just 21 pitches. Heller has yet to allow a run over his four appearances on rehab with both Tampa and scranton Wilkesbury. We think we know the answer, but we wanted to ask anyway. Ben, how are you feeling? Yeah, feeling good. Um, you know, it's been a long process rehabbing, um, and it's honestly just a lot of fun to get back competing. Um, you know, pitching in some games that matter and playing with, with these guys um, here at Scranton. It's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, overall, it's feeling good, and, and I'm just enjoying being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk about kind of the long process. What has that all entailed for you since, you know, you started throwing again after Tommy John? Yeah, well, nobody really tells you exactly what to expect. You know, every pitcher is a little bit different with their recovery. But the biggest thing that I've learned is that there's just lots of ups and downs. You know, you, you kind of expect the process to go smoothly, but never goes exactly as you expect. So, you know, everybody has little things here and there that might pop up that, you know, maybe are out of the ordinary. Um, but I think if you kind of just have the long, long-term long view in mind right from the get-go, that helps a lot to just stay even-keeled through those bumps. What's been the hardest part for you, both physically and mentally, as you've been, you know, preparing to come back to where you are now? I would just say being away from the game for so long. You know, I I missed the entire year last year and a good chunk of this year, and I don't realize maybe how much I 
enjoy the little things until they're gone, you know, like just being in the clubhouse, being with my teammates every day, having the opportunity to go compete or even to just be in the atmosphere of the ballpark every day is, is a lot of fun. And, you know, you kind of take that stuff for granted during the everyday grind of the season. But looking at it from a distance from the outside in, I, I realize, you know, how much I really love those things. We're here with right-handed pitcher Ben Heller on the pregame show. And you came over to the Yankees a couple of years ago in the Andrew Miller trade, along with a couple of guys who are in the Scranton clubhouse now and J.P. Fireisen and Clint Frazier. What's it been like to be kind of back with those guys after, you know, you guys all kind of went in your separate directions after coming over? I've been friends with those guys, you know, since we got drafted together, really. And it's been cool kind of following both of their careers. And, you know, it's I think the biggest thing for all of us is that, Everybody has a different journey in baseball, you know, like we, we all came over together, but we've kind of gone in different directions, had had our careers play out a little differently. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all here together, just enjoying what we're doing and, and putting in the work. Did you guys keep in touch pretty well while you were all in your separate directions? It's it's kind of tough in baseball when guys are playing in the season and, you know, I'm rehabbing, but I've stayed in touch with those guys and, you know, my teammates in New York and here as much as possible. You talk about some of the different directions that careers take. You came from a very small school, Olivet Nazarene. What was that like, and and what was the experience of playing kind of at that level versus what it's been now as a pro? Well, coming out of high school, they were really the only college that recruited me, um, believe it or not, and I actually loved it. You know, I had a great college experience, met my wife there, made some lifelong friends, and just had a really good baseball experience there. And at the time when I got drafted, I, I was really just you know, hoping for an opportunity to play pro ball. Like when you're in college, you just think about getting drafted. You're not necessarily thinking about making it to the big leagues. And, you know, once I did get that opportunity with Cleveland, um, just putting in the work and, you know, trusting the development process um, has kind of just led me to where I am today. How was it that you went from someone who was really only getting looks from one small school to someone who was getting drafted? How, how did you develop while you were there? Well, I would say, um, you know, sounds cliche, but really just working hard every day. I was pretty undersized in high school, um, a little bit shorter, very, very skinny, scrawny kid. So I put on a lot of weight, a lot of muscle mass, um, you know, lifting weights and just, I guess, taking taking that side of it seriously. And, and that helped me um, have a, a pretty good jump in my velocity, which then kind of leads to opportunities in pro ball. And then once I got drafted, then it, it became more about, refining my command, my off-speed pitches, all that kind of stuff. Big thanks to Ben Heller, our pregame guest yesterday, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. First pitch tonight at 6.35 between Scranton Wilkes-Barre and the Rochester Red Wings. Game four of a five-game set, a game tonight, a game tomorrow, and then the International League hits the All-Star break. Pre-game coverage tonight begins at 6.05. You can catch all of the action with Adam, Marco, and me beginning then on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.